0: Okay, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we set up our group private practice. Uh, a lot of people do solo private practice, but if you're looking into going into group practice, maybe you'll find some of what we say helpful. And Calvin, since you're really good at the broad strokes explaining of things, uh, how do we do that? Yeah, so I think
1: that a uh, pretty common strategy that Uh, counselors have when they're setting up a a group practice is that they focus a lot on on client care you know how what you know what do we need to be doing for clients Uh, How can we do this really really well how can we make them feel comfortable how can we make them feel safe how can we communicate well with them and of course all these things super important Uh, in no way do I want to look at that and say that's the wrong way to do it it's more that um, one of the things that we noticed with the counselors uh, who work with us and some who have worked with us in the past is that they really just dispositionally, that's what they want to do. They want to be professional. They want to help people feel safe. They want them to help them feel comfortable. They are good communicators. And so, um, you know, we could spend our time as business owners, we could spend all that time focusing on trying to stir our counselors up to do what they would already do if we just left them to their own devices, or, and this is the strategy that we've taken, is that we're aware that what often gets in the way of things like professionalism or helping clients optimally is that the counselors themselves are not flourishing. And so what we decided to do with our practice is that we, as business owners, like the the fundamental strategy of our practice is, to have our counselors be flourishing people, and our approach is that if we can do that, then the clients are going to get taken really, really good care of so um, so all of our focus really as certainly as business owners, but also just as a business um, as as a whole, the goal is to make sure that all of our counselors, all of our therapists are uh, thriving and just doing the very best that they can do on a on a personal level um, I don't know if you want to flesh that out at all
0: well and I don't want to sound too critical of like agencies but a lot of them it at least it felt like because we've worked at an at a couple of agencies it feels very yes it's client-centered but it feels more like client-centered it's more about how much money can we make of clients yeah yeah Um, and like part of that like I get you have to like run a business but also like for example a huge uh, therapist red flag for me for us I would say I think I can say this for you is non-compete clauses in contracts uh, yeah. for me that it represents prioritization of the needs of the business and making money over the needs of therapy clients. No, I'm not gonna let you talk to your former therapist because that could compete with me making money off of you. It's like, comes from this scarcity mindset, which again, I have compassion for, but like there's plenty of clients out there. Um, So we don't do that. We do not do a non-compete. But at the same time, and I'm trying to think, I was trying to think the example I was gonna give you, but now I can't remember.
1: Well, i mean it's okay um but just to be clear i mean this is something actually that this is a bridge that we actually had to cross fairly recently we had a, a therapist who we love very much who did amazing amazing work uh with us and and for her clients she rolled off our practice this past summer and took with her a, a bunch of clients and there is like there's i'll be honest that there's this like part of me that's like oh no that's like a bunch of revenue that's walking out the door or whatever and then I remember that well it's not revenue these are I mean these are people and that's fundamentally what we're here for and then also our you know this young woman who worked with us She's a person, too. and um,
0: Our goal was to help them nurture and grow as individual therapists, which we knew would help clients, which would, by Mm -hmm. extension, help the community. So that's why that's our focus. We said very early on that our focus was not... um, How did we put it? We said it really cute. It was like, we're not... um, uh quantity based, we're not a volume, we're not a volume practice, we're, volume yeah. practice. we're yeah. like, uh, about quality, uh, which is why we don't bring people on willy nilly. We like take time to get to know them, uh, because effectively if we help our therapists do better, the community does better. And if they grow, let's say like, and we're not going to name names, but like she left and she were to like go help other people, like she could be a good referral source for us if she's doing well, yeah. we do well, the community does well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely more of like an ecosystem kind of kind of approach. Uh, look, somebody, somebody. If we were just looking at a spreadsheet, we could look at it, and, and I don't know. Maybe somebody would convince us that that was like a bad business move. I will never regret that that move of not having a non compete. <laughs> And I say that um, to my
0: clients, I'm like, I'm trying to work myself out of the job with you. And I'm like, it's not a super great business model. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. In theory, we could find ways to keep you here, but it's that's what we want, because we want want you to be doing well and go out and do the things that we're teaching you how to do. Because yeah. you can teach your families and your kids and, you know.
1: Well, and as you mentioned, I mean, there is just kind of like a scarcity mentality that I think we've tried to stay away from um, because, and to be fair, we're kind of having a, a moment culturally with mental health. And so maybe we're a little bit, it's maybe a little bit easier for us to do that because there is so, I mean, we, we will never run out of work by any means. But I, but I do think that, okay, if you're not gonna focus on you know, just surviving, it is really important to shift your focus somewhere else. And so I think that's why this has been so helpful um, to just sh- shift our focus towards, okay, we're gonna take really, really good care of our therapists And uh, I don't know if there's some things that come to mind, like what that would look like, or some things that we've noticed that actually do help therapists.
0: I mean, first thing that came to mind was we do not micromanage their schedules. We Mm -hmm. trust them. We see what their vision is and how we can be helpful with that. Uh, We're about to do a a retreat for Mm -hmm. us and our associates uh, just to... I don't know just kind of like check in with them and have like a fun weekend and also just how can we what is your vision how can we help you with that um I'm really excited about it <laughs>
1: yeah so I mean even even there's something nested in there that I think you said was pretty important and actually I, I want to say something else about not micromanaging okay. I want us to circle back around so to that I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, so I can't uh, forget okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think I think there's this idea sometimes that businesses have that it's like okay this is the business and this is our vision and so now the job is is to get everybody employed by the business on board with that vision and moving in that direction and to be fair i'm not saying that this would work in every business we're in a maybe an industry where this kind of uh like it, it's more workable but rather to have the the business be the thing that gets on board with our therapist's vision that is a really cool thing so that then we're not trying to like kind of jam a square peg into a round hole saying oh well we need you to do x y and z but rather say what is it that you want to do and yeah if somebody wants to like they want to perfect you know pizza or something like that like maybe like i don't we will help them find a different job you know with no bridges burned or anything like that's not within the purview of what our business does
0: now we have a resource for great pizza
1: yeah it's okay right then we then we've got a good (laughs) pizza place to go to but but in the you know anything that's really within the purview of just our field and like what we're what we're trained to do we want to be that we want to show up for our therapists to be there for them to figure out what we can do. How can we resource them? How can we fund them? How can we, you know, you've got a passion project that you want to do and, and shoot, it's not gonna make any revenue, but it's let's say within the realm of manageable financially for us to fund it. And, um, and this is gonna be something that's life giving to you and give you a sense that you're contributing in a way that matters. Oh my gosh, Like let's do that because now you're going to be flourishing and then you know what's going to happen. Your clients are going to come in. They're going to get really, really excellent mental health care because they're getting it from somebody who is healthy, who is flourishing. And then here's what happens. Where do we get most of our business now as a practice? Word of mouth. All of it's word of mouth. Um,
0: Which we we love. I mean, maybe like what, 15% is psychology today
1: or Or, yeah or something like that but uh, the so much of the uh and i always find this that the clients who come to me from a word of mouth referral they have a level of buy-in on session one that also improves the it's not that there's
0: like a baseline of trust there
1: yeah it's not that we're trying to rush anything but there does seem to be a higher efficiency of the of the work when you get that initial buy-in straight away because somebody said oh i've got this great therapist you need to go see this therapist and And then they come in with a level of confidence, and um, so that's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I think another thing we do is we pay our therapists a very livable wage. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Say more about this. Like we can't pay them a non-livable wage, and we can. I'm happy to share the percentages we do. I think it's healthy. Sure. I don't, um, I don't worry about that. But like, we can't expect them to do killer work if we're not paying them to live. <laughs> like That doesn't like make yeah. any sense. If they're worried about the bills, they're not going to be able to do really good quality care. Um, but yeah, our initial, and people have the opportunity to work up to what we are. Like It's an opportunity for everybody. Um, typically, and maybe I'm exaggerating, so please tell me if I'm exaggerating, yeah. but ours is we they take home 65% at first and we put 35 in the bank so that way we can you know take them to dinner and go to conferences and all those things uh but i feel like it's normally the other way around yeah, I mean, and I—I I, I don't to have take home thirty five percent.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't have I don't have big data on yeah, this by any means. But I, so I'm that's... sorry if we're wrong. But... <laughs>
0: it's
1: it certainly has been our impression that the pay tends to be more on the lower end of things because it's
0: about making money. Yeah. Which really, like, what we ended up doing before we brought anybody on, we just streamlined a lot of that stuff. We already had a buku of like word of mouth referrals, and mm-hmm. our newest person at that time. Our favorite, one of our favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have favorites We don't have favorite. She's one of our favorite people in the world. Not necessarily <laughs> our favorite therapist, but also one of those. Um, yeah, she just like she took it and ran with it, um, mm-hmm. which was su- super helpful. Um, and yeah, I don't know where i else going. So I'm not well, gonna lie. <laughs> well, just I, I guess one add on to that is that you know
1: if we were if we paid our therapist poorly. Then what? Part of what they feel compelled to do, or what they just have to do—it's not even feel compelled. They one of the things they have to do then is to see too many clients. Yeah, and then we we kind of shrug our shoulders and say, "Geez, why are these mental health counselors burn out?" Well, it's because you're paying them a junk wage uh, for the work that they're doing, and then the only way that they can make ends meet is to see too many. I mean, just honestly too many clients
0: or have another job on the, yeah, side. or
1: have another job or, or, you know, do something else. And, uh, and this is just not, um, you know, I would say we still don't pay our therapists as much as we would like to, like we want We want everybody to have just like stupid money, like coming out of their ears or whatever. And, yeah, and, we do. <laughs> um, but, and, and maybe that doesn't happen. But part of that is that, uh, we, we want to do our part of the business to set them up that whatever choices they make, they have the opportunity to kind of go nuts with this. And this maybe gets a little bit back to micromanaging.
0: Um, we don't bring it around circle. I, I like no, that. but this, I amazing. mean, this is really
1: important. It is. Um, so, you know, there's a big national kind of cultural conversation that we're having about independent contracting right now. Um, our, our therapists, they are, they're, they're 1099 employees. They're independent contractors. And yes, that does, that saves us payroll costs and there's administrative, you know, mumbo jumbo that we don't have to, to, to fuss around with. And that's, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, but we don't care. I mean, those, those are benefits that we enjoy. But one of the things that we see happening, and this isn't just in the mental health field. And
0: I'm going to pause you, that's because we're also respecting ourselves. Like, we also, it's not just we put those therapists first. We also put us like we think that way for us as well. Like it's mutual respect. Right. So like, yeah. Is it a little bit easier on us to do that? Yeah. But that's because like we're also the people that are like, do we have enough toilet paper in the bathroom? You know, like (laughs) we have all these other things we're thinking about now that we're complaining about that, but it's like, that's just like part of it.
1: Sure. And then I think just added on to that, um, I think, one of the things that we're seeing, not just with mental health counselors, but just broadly, is that employers take a lot of the benefit out of having a 1099 employee, but then don't also extend the benefits of being a 1099 employee to those employees. So an example would be that, I mean, if you read the, I'm not a lawyer, okay, don't take this as legal advice, whatever, we'll put some, di- you know, a little asterisk. L- disclaimer in the description, but... Um, I mean, if you read the federal law on what an employer is allowed to do for a 1099 employee, like there's not much like, I mean, you there's a lot of stipulations about how much you can control their schedule and just like the daily functions of what they do. Um, You just you can't uh, just really legally, you can't be in there micromanaging folks. Um, like we don't tell our counselors what they have to charge for a session. They get to set their own rate. We will make suggestions. We will help crunch numbers. I will put together a spreadsheet for our therapist to see, okay, this is what maybe projected earnings would look like or something. But I'm if they want to see clients for a certain amount, that's fine. Like it's their choice, whatever. They want to see this many clients a week. That's okay. That's fine. That's their choice. They want to see clients at this time of night. That's okay. That's fine. That's their choice. And so there is a sense in which we built the pay structure to support this idea of like, you can make you can make a pile of money working here, but some of that depends on like how much you want to charge and how many clients do you want to see a week? And we let kind of the counselors themselves calibrate that so that then... They can have the job that they want, and that really for us, I think is the main thing. Like we want our therapists to have their dream job, whether that's with us or somewhere else. But if it's with us, then we see it as it's our responsibility to help them make their dream job here and and that trickles down to like, well, how much money do you want to make? and how many clients do you want to see a week? And yes, yeah, some of those things are intention, but then we let them manage that tension and we're not going to bust up in there and tell them what they have to do and uh, which we wouldn't
0: do anyway because we want them to have the message hey you can handle this you're capable and if you have questions like that's why we're here we've done this we fumbled all the way through it so let us help you um and i don't think we really ever bring anybody on at least i don't think we have um unless we can feel confident that we can be there for them uh, and help them grow yeah um because then we get to grow but yeah we do get benefits from that like we get to work less perhaps and we get to go travel and teach more which is really nice but like they get to work up to that too um, it's not an us versus well, yeah. them thing It's or,
1: or something else like if that's I don't know maybe somebody want, just wants to like really hammer it out in a counseling office all day, that's fine, that's great, as long as they're happy. And um, I think the other thing- And you come to the retreat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I think that maybe the only other thing that I would add, um, and then maybe we'll we'll wrap it up, but um, it's just that this is like an ongoing thing for us. I know that for you and I both, our vision of what we want work to be and what even a dream job is for us that that changes and transforms and uh, and morphs over time and that's I look at that as a sign of health and so what we don't want to do is get this idea of okay well we hired this person here's what their dream job is and so now we're just locked in on that for the next 10 years that's what we're going to be working on it's more a hey are you what do you need how's it going Um, what's not going well what is going well? Is there something that you want to do? Is there something that's occurred to you that you want to be pursuing and to have those be regular conversations? That's part of why we're having this uh, retreat in what? Like a couple weekends or something, something
0: like that. Something like that. Three, three I don't three, two, is. Three. We'll be there. <laughs> I don't
1: know. So, uh yeah, I think these are just some some thoughts that we wanted to pass along. Again, we don't ever claim to have a monopoly on thought or what I'm sure that there's some accountant or, or financial person looking at this just saying, "Oh my gosh, these idiot business people."
0: No, people have told us they think we're wacko cracko for and we, running our business this way. And even our informed consent? We going to do it. Even in for our informed consent?
1: Yeah, yeah. Which like, we'll we, do a video on that sometime, but yeah, you
0: know. But I don't think we're wacko.
1: Me either. I'm I'm happy with what we're doing, and so it's something we wanted to pass on. You can laugh at us, mock us, you know, do whatever you want to do, but um, or
0: ask us questions.
1: Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> we'll always put the, the contact us link in the in the video. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Bye.